At TQ, we aim to inspire trust through providing individuals with the tools needed to test and prove who they are in real time. Technical Director at 3D Printing Consultancy, Brad Rust, chats today about how the potential of 3D printing could lead to breakthroughs that could benefit the entire planet. I am a design and manufacturing engineer. I've worked mostly in uh, motor racing and Formula One racing. Uh, that's sort of been my sort of career path. And about six, seven years ago, one of my fellow designers that I work with in uh, at Toyota F1, uh, they basically, uh, they were interested in doing something for themselves. So was I. So I, um, I formed, a, formed a business. He'd actually started researching 3D printing and bought his own machine. So what started out then was effectively an idea that a business partner of mine had, had researched. I saw the potential of it and said, well, I want to do something, let's, you know, rather than do it separately. So we collaborated since then. I mean, so six years ago, we, um, we it was effectively his company. Um, and then we um, basically came together, did an agreement, went in as and rebranded so it was like a, our own business then and we went we've we've been in business ever since but the the main thing is when we started six years ago we were operating as a manufacturer so we basically had machine a machine we added some more machines we had a warehouse and we used to make things on the 3d printers and then supply it for us it was we were as engineers we were using what we'd learned but effectively manufacturing for us was something new but it was an opportunity, as, yeah. as you know, now, six years later, the technology has definitely uh, established itself. So but back, back at that point at there, I, um, so we, we had a manufacturing business. And I think for about three years, we really, we, we learned a lot about the different materials, the technology, physically building, building stuff, sending stuff to customers. But we never really got... Um, it never really worked well for us. We found it really hard to be uh, profitable. The technology moved so quickly. We found that the machines we had got quickly uh, obsoleted <laughs> and because it was the sort of the, the growth curve of printing was so, so strong back then. So, yeah, so what we started to do was we, we basically built our business on more on the, the design and engineering, but using the, the technology. So, it was actually what myself and my business partner were qualified in, but we needed to build our reputations and build our contacts to start to bring that work in. So what we have now in the present day is our business is 3D consultancy. Yeah. So we offer a range of services, but I'd say the two biggest ones are product development. So we basically develop products for our customers from the beginning all the way through prototype to take them to market. And then the second side is we supply parts. We don't make them anymore, but we found that this approach allows us, we don't have all the machines. We don't have all of the pressure of trying to make things and make money that way. And we, we use a, a, a big network of partners. So we find that's much better because people come to us for parts and they, they don't really need that many. <laughs> so for us, we make sure we pick the right, materials so that's definitely our forte we're you know we're we're plastics we're metals and that enables us to stay at the front of the technology so I must say me and my business partner we've been we've been at it hard now for six years we feel like uh you know we obviously went through covid like most people um got affected by it and found that 
what we knew or thought we were doing, we had to change. Uh, but it was a positive change because what it enabled us to do is to work more on, uh, on new product ideas, some of them COVID related. So yeah. really got some really interesting products that we all really support and believe in. It tested us, but I think what coming out the other side now, we really got a good idea. We've got a good team of engineers that's um, and a good good support and it's it's a exciting exciting times ahead so for me personally the business i i'm the technical director so i i oversee the projects um i have a bit of responsibility for the sales i'm looking out for new technology looking where our company can provide new innovations that's what we we try and do we try and show that we're you know we're we're relevant and if anyone wants, uh, has a problem and we can use 3D printing technology, we can. But we also use all, all manufacturing technologies, whatever's the best suited. But a very heavy reliance, especially when we're pro- prototyping on 3D printing. So you said you've been at this for six years. Yeah. Obviously, the industry has grown a lot since you started. Yeah. Um, how do you think, you, you mentioned COVID, how do you think it affected the industry? So I know that from a manufacturing point of view, because uh, the relationships we have with our suppliers, uh, we're not taking the, the strain in terms of the capital expenditure on the machines. But obviously, we need our suppliers to be able to supply what we need. So if we don't look after them and they struggle and maybe not around, and there was a lot of, um, a lot of I think, a lot of jostling in the market within covid where it was very clear a bit like with airline air travel that people weren't going to order stuff and the, the the companies that have invested in this tech are sitting on a lot of a lot of expense and they're not making things so i think the, ch- the change there's been two major changes i feel we had already started to go this way but there was a, a, a definitely a trend and an interest in making things in a more sustainable way with better and cleaner processes mm-hmm. but and I, I certainly in our business now we've made that switch but I know other providers or suppliers they are um, they're not we went from probably having about 30 to 40 percent of our parts made abroad out of the country but yeah. now we really we'll only go outside of UK now if we really it's like so no one else can get us that technology and yeah. someone needs it so and that includes China as well we used to get some stuff from China um, but from a sort of ethical point of view but also from a financial point of view it's actually become more balanced as in mm-hmm. you can actually make stuff in the UK and find that it's not twice as much so we've always wanted to use the UK supply chains because you know we we believe in it we were all we all uh, we were born and raised and learned everything here we want to keep that skill and work closely here but i think certainly up to uh, up until covid there, there was very heavy reliance as you know on getting stuff from outside yeah. i think from from a consumer point of view uh, p- people are not questioning a lot more about what they buy and where that the journey of that has yeah. come in so that's that's definitely something that's come out of covid I also think for us, which really where we suffered is our main in, uh, revenue comes from other companies coming to us for uh, they need they have a problem they need solving they need something designing or they need something built building, and there's major sectors like aerospace where 
clearly the demand has gone right down and so um you know we used to get a certain job work it's just it just went and and it's very slow moving anyway but obviously with what's happened in aerospace and air travel um yeah i think a it might be years before it returns to anything like it was what it's going to be is not going to be what it was so uh, I do think for us as a sector, we, you know, we're kind of not forgetting about it, but we're not looking to go any deeper in that. Um, we're more interested in doing things in, in sectors where, i.e. like medical, industrial design, where people are, are keen to innovate and bring products, new products out to the market. So many of people are asking for the, you know, the creators or the chiefs, they're all asking for yes, I want to do this, but I want to do it this way, you know, and, and, and so that's, that's a challenge, but I think that's where hopefully for us, we will get um, more opportunities. So we kind of want to do stuff in the right way. You know, from the very beginning, we wanted to do the best job in terms of quality. It comes under like a value engineering caption and that's, we're trying to produce the best quality we can, but it's not costing the earth. Yeah. And so there's, customers at all level it's not just say high-end engineering or formula one that can afford it that's essentially where we are we're trying to make sure that you know where our services reach everyone and uh, where we can where people have got the right attitude we we like to work with you know interesting creators and people that have got visions uh, that want to do things um that are you know special and they have products and um, so yeah so there's there's some evidence of that on our on our website and especially on our social media if you have a look. So where do you see the notion of 3D printing going in say 10-15 years? So I think there's going to be from a sort of commercial business use and consumer use. So I think five years ago there was a vision of you know a 3D printer in the in the home being a device that was like the co- a coffee machine or a, fr- a fridge everyone will have them. I do think that hasn't quite evolved at the pace. A lot, a lot of people have, have them and, and use them. And they've, you know, they've, they've, but it's certainly, I think it's, uh, it's plateaued a little bit. But I think the barrier to that is something that we were very interested in um, as when I was talking with some of my, my uh, colleagues was having, having printers that can, that you can have in the home, but access to um, data files. So if you need uh, something, something breaks or there's a component that you need, you can look it up and source it and then build it on your machine. And then even better, if these machines then have a, a circular economy effect where what you, what you make in your own home is once it's done with, you, you can recycle it and then build more. I think that's that's where it hopefully will go in 10, 20 years. But I think there's a few barriers to that in the home. Like I say, the recycling of it, there is it's plastics are quite contentious, as you know. There's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot in the news, and a lot of people are really making companies are really making big moves to make their stuff in uh, and not make it in single-use plastic. So I think that's sort of on the on the, the home front. We will hopefully people are using that technology, but then also, like I say, the data sharing, the open sourceness of there are some um, 
websites online now where you can go to libraries and get 3D models and you can just download them. Some people sell them. So there's, there's places like GrabCAD and things like that. But I think there will be a more in-home and it may be also with the way that remote working is and the way that um, sort of the trend towards entrepreneurship and doing your own thing, you might get people, you might not necessarily be designers, but self people who self-taught teach themselves then start to sell their innovations online so they fix a problem they build it but then they offer it out to others and maybe we'll get this um like collaborative library of parts so you'll never uh, you know someone takes the effort to design something up once and then other people then have the legacy of oh yeah i've got that machine they stop making it and and things like that so just a little bit you know that's that's sort of like where i could see it going i think on a commercial side with business for us one of the, the challenges that we have with our customers is they know that they see a, uh, something that's injection molded and there's thousands of them made for pennies say or the the expectation that you can just get a single part made and it's you know it costs 20 times as much it's still quite cheap but it's not as cheap and I think the technology has definitely improved and the cost has gone down, which is great. And I think the technology will evolve further and it will get quicker and it will continue to drop. Um, but I think the, um, uh, the, the key, there's, there's so many, um, I think with, with regards to products, people, it's a difficult one because you get like, you can get a lot of goods and, and you know, see like on Amazon and things, a lot of stuff bought, that's cheap that gets to you instantly mm -hmm. so I d but then there's also people that want more customizable more personal items that are prepared to pay more say stuff like on etsy which is handmade and things like that i do there's that there's that side i think with um consumers as well where more more and more and more stuff can be sold as products and not just for um you know, for for experiment, experimentation at home and that pe people will sell their own designs and it won't just be, look at this pretty ornament that I designed. It's like, look at this. This is a, you know, this is a useful pro product that you need in your life <laughs> and they'll sell it. And they might sell it on a community. They might put it on Amazon or they might sell it on their own website and, and, and such with for e-commerce. So the technology, um, I think it's for areas where if you want small quantities of things and people want personalized products, I think the economy of it is good. And I think, you know, if it, that's, that's where I see the technology being used more and more. And then other areas sort of like in the medical sector where people want, people need stuff that's not mass produced and you have a specific complaint and you want to have something scanned and that's personalized to you. So there's already been quite a lot of growth in that market, but I can only see medical um, being even more. Any, anything basically that has a, a reliance on a bespoke personal fit. So not buy something that's the same size for everyone, but you know, you're, you can have something which fits the, you know, a brace that fits the, the contour of your arm. Yeah. I think the, the whole service of getting something scanned which is much more cheaper and much more accessible than it was a few years ago, getting that, capturing that and then manufacturing it 
that whole process has really come in in terms of speed and cost. So I think that's making um, more bespoke and more customizable products. We talk about cars and plastics and such. There's a lot, there's been so much of new products being flooded in the market. I think with certain uh, people taking responsibility of what they do and what products they introduce, I think people, you know, it's not all about mass volumes of product. It's about buying stuff that's valuable, that will last and that serves a purpose. So with the technology growing so fast, do you foresee any negative sides to that? Something that we battled with in the last year year or two is is where where technology is used for more end use application and that um, when you start to put something on on the air in the airplane on, on on a car you need to test stuff you need to approve it and I think if you go to the some of the original manufacturers uh, Hewlett Packard which sort of re- really sort of they were late to the party but then brought multi-jet fusion technology which really made production and quality printing so it made it so much more accessible they've started to um, do their release their materials get but get uh, accreditations and certifications and such Mm -hmm. so um, you can validate the material what you can't validate is how that material is built into a structure so that's where from a legal side where that's why I think the, the the gradient of growth is is slowed down. It's not as rocket fuel as it was five five years ago, but it just means that if something is built and it's developed, that it needs to be designed and tested and then certified. Yeah. And so there's that um, that's that's certainly a barrier. And whether that is something that the OEM providers work on because it's in their best interest to sell machines that print materials or whether that's going to be more isolated. So the user um, basically says, okay, I've got this design. I want to release this product. So therefore I'm going to put it through testing, get it approved, and then it gets its mark. And it's going to be made this way all the time with this 3D printer. So I think that even more so, that's it's a lot of work. And I think when you talk about the cost of things, that's where maybe not as much 3D printed product gets through because of that. People would like to use it and it's okay to use it to fix you know, something in your home, you take the liability, but then when you sell it to someone else and say, you know, um, we've had some things where we supplied it to customers and the technology is improving and enabled it to, to be used for more rigorous applications. And I think it's that balance. and. The technology is, is good enough and the materials are good enough to use. And I think that's, that's the key really is um, good publicity for all the time showing that, you know, this is an application, it's great. And it's not like, oh, look at this, this is like Balterwood. I don't buy anything made with this material because mm-hmm. you see bad news gets about continuing the positive way will allow more and more confidence and more people get used and understand the technology then the more people are willing to, not just be interested in, but actually, oh, I'll buy that because it's cool and it works and it's the best thing. Not, it's not, not weirded out by it anymore. <laughs> what do you think the most positive thing could possibly come from the notion of 3D printing? I think where the opportunities lie for um, smaller bespoke 
products and services. There's certain things that wouldn't have been attempted because, you know, say for a certain product, developers might say, oh, we need to sell 10,000 of these a year. And if we can't sell 10,000, we're not interested. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where now that you can trial a design and then supply smaller batches, I think that's really quite great because any developer or designer will know that that pathway to getting something out in the market, there's a lot of work and a lot of expense and a hell of a lot of risk, but the technology is allowing people to accelerate that and de-risk it. So I think it's the positive use of the technology. All of this evolution and how we use, use things is really like quite fantastic. And perhaps some of the crises we're having now, like in terms of material supplies and things, where if stuff isn't available because there's shortages or um, supply chain issues, then there's potential for the, some of these problems to be solved in, in that way. So I do feel, you know, a really amazing thing to have, whereas something is in, in a more traditional realm, if something is available to buy or the mater- there's a material shortage, you know, you have to look like obvious things like with COVID, you know, when toilet roll and everything because you can't magic it out of thin air you have to wait whereas maybe certain physical goods can be can be made and then to a certain level not just basic items they're already well underway but um you know particularly in medical where skin cells and tissue and live tissues and things that can be built and then also consumer food it's not really a sector that we've got anywhere near but there are um places actually providing or printing and manufacturing food you know then those those areas are were a little bit like I wouldn't say gimmicky but like good news items but and yeah. interesting but I think as the requirements for these technologies and they become more accessible and people learn more then you might find that there's production of these items and it might find that it will be able to solve some of the issues that we've got that we're facing you know environmentally and with our with our planet sort of being overpopulated and things have to be balanced tq is a community of trusted experts who continuously test their skills and knowledge the my tq app allows you to build your portable irrefutable professional reputation my tq users can assess their skills against the ever-growing traceable knowledge to reach expert level you can contribute as a co-creator on the my tq app and help others grow their skills and knowledge. Find out more on tq.com.